The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for being here. This is Financial Sense, a call sponsored by Penny Forward, a nonprofit organization that helps blind people navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. You can learn more about us at pennyforward.com. And if you enjoy these calls and you'd like to get reminded of them, many of you are probably finding them through the ACB community events schedule that uh, gets posted to the ACB community list every day. But if you wanna get reminded about this call specifically, you can also reach out to me uh, directly and I will put you on a reminders list that we have. And you can use the email address that I'm about to give out for uh, anything else that you would like to get in touch with me about as well. That email address is chris at pennyforward.com. That's spelled C-H-R-I-S, chris at pennyforward, P-E-N-N-Y, F-O-R-W-A-R-D dot com. And uh, if you visit pennyforward.com, you'll find the Penny Forward blog, the Penny Forward podcast, which uh, is currently uh, featuring the APH Connect Center and uh, other Penny Forward services that we offer to our members. Uh, You can join Penny Forward for just $9 a month or $99 a year and get access to our members-only group chats that we hold once a week, bonus content uh, that we post, as well as early access to the Penny Forward podcast, a Penny Forward newsletter, and uh, much more. So um, if you would like to join us, we would uh, very much love to have you. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about Actually, let me take a a one step back because I did forget to mention one thing. We are doing an experiment this week or this month. Uh, We are live streaming this call to the Penny Forward Facebook page. This is in preparation for next month's Financial Sense call, which is going to be an Ask Us Anything call where myself and other members of the Penny Forward team Uh, are going to be available to uh, answer any questions you have. Um, I'll answer just about anything. Other members of the team may have uh, different sets of boundaries, though, if if things get real personal. But the point of this is to talk about Penny Forward, what we've accomplished over the last year, because Penny Forward will be one year old in September, and uh, what we envision uh, doing with Penny Forward uh, going forward. So, Um, we wanted to make sure to get that out to as many people as possible. Um, And uh, therefore, we are uh, doing some experimenting with live streaming to our Facebook page. Uh, We'll also be uh, live streaming to our YouTube channel. And uh, so this was uh, kind of a a dry run for that. So we're uh, streaming to Facebook and we'll see how that goes. Tonight, we're going to be talking about back to school, things that are on sale, things that are good buys in the month of August, and 
Also things that are uh, a good buy in September after school starts. We're also going to be talking about how our budgets change with the changing of the seasons. As we go from uh, summer into fall, our spending habits may change a little bit. And uh, this can be a good opportunity for us to find a little bit of extra money to put away in, into savings for those things that just come up. Or for those things that you've always wanted to do, but uh, didn't feel like uh, you could ever really afford. Every little bit helps when it comes to savings. And uh, when we have these opportunities like spring and fall, uh, where there might be uh, some ways to save, we want to make sure that we call those out. So uh, those are going to be the topics for this evening. Let's start out with the back to school season and what kinds of things are, are on sale. Maybe stating the obvious, but back to school sales often include back to school items. And if you have a child that is going to school and needs folders, notebooks, backpacks, pens, pencils, paper, crayons, markers, uh, any of those types of things, uh, they are likely to be on sale. And while prices are higher because of inflation this year, um, back to school doesn't wait for anybody. So there could be good buys on some of those types of items. Even items you might not think of though, um, but are things that are needed in the classroom and, and uh, kids are asked to, to contribute when they go back to school, such as Kleenex and cleaning supplies. So uh, back to school encompasses a lot of different things. Um, many states in the month of August have tax-free holidays. And if you live in one of these states, you probably know that it exists because many stores have tax-free sales during this time. Um, so if you're a state that charges sales tax, this can be a way to not have to pay sales tax and uh, get things at lower prices, no matter what they are, just because of the tax-free uh, holiday. So Look up in your state whether that's something that's available to you um, and pay attention to when those come up because if you do need something, um, maybe a, a larger per purchase, uh, that uh, sales tax can really eat into your budget. But even if you maybe just want to spend money on kind of normal everyday items, maybe you want to wait until those tax-free sales come around and uh, save a few bucks that way and put that money towards those uh those things that just happen that you don't expect. Summer clothing. Summer is coming to an end, but stores still have some summer clothing in stock and they want to get rid of it. So they are selling it at bargain basement prices and uh, you can pick it up now. You may not need it now, but uh, maybe you're going to want it at the beginning of next summer. So if there's uh, some things that uh, that you thought uh, at the beginning of this summer, gosh, you know, I could have really used this or, um, or, or uh, you know, gee, it would have been nice if I had that piece of clothing for the summer. Maybe you want to pick those up now, put them away in storage, and then trot them out again next summer. If you have kids that are growing, maybe buy something uh, one or two sizes bigger than they are now, depending on how fast they're growing, and uh, put that away for next summer. 
because uh, summer comes around real fast and, and uh, summer clothes are more expensive when everybody wants to buy them. Kind of a general rule of thumb that uh, things are more expensive when you really need them than they are when you don't need them. So if you can sort of plan ahead and find a way to uh, buy things off season when you don't really need them and hold on to them for later, that can save you a ton of money. Laptops are big this time of year. Uh, kids are going back to school. Teachers need laptops. Classrooms need laptops. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of sales on laptops, as well as things like uh, tablets, iPads, Android tablets, Chromebooks. Um, if it is used in a classroom and it's electronic, it's probably on sale this time of year. So if you've been feeling like you need something uh, and it fits into your budget. This might be the time to uh, pick up a, the, a, a new laptop or a new tablet. But definitely, definitely don't do that just because things are on sale. I, I really want it to fit into your budget. So, uh, you know, if, if it's not right for you this year, maybe just remember that uh, come next August, laptops are going to go on sale and, uh, you know, start, start saving your money. And uh, be ready to jump on those uh, back-to-school sales next August and see if you can hold out with what you've got for another year. Patio furniture, just like summer clothing. Patio furniture isn't something that people need so much as we get into fall, but there's still some in the stores and uh, the stores want to get rid of it. So if you've been thinking that you might want some uh, nice new patio furniture, uh, maybe don't wait until next spring or next summer to buy it. Buy it now, put it away in storage, and and uh, have a fresh new patio set up when you uh, get into spring next year. And uh, for some of us, spring comes uh, earlier than others, so it might not even be that long away. Garden tools, same deal. Um, you know, garden tools are something that people buy a lot of in the spring, probably because they can't find the garden tools they lost last year. But if you are more organized than that, you might want to pick up garden tools that you need at the uh, end of the summer when they're on sale, put them away in storage, make sure that you know where to find them for next spring so you don't have to go and buy them again, uh, but put them away in storage so that uh, um, next spring, when you get out into the garden, you have all the tools you need. Luggage is an interesting one. And uh, maybe it doesn't seem so obvious, but it is uh, once you think about it. Uh, a lot of people take summer vacations, um, road trips, holiday trips. Um, you know, uh, kids are off of school, so it's a convenient time for families to take vacations. Uh, once that travel slows down, after Labor Day, uh, a few things happen. Airfares start to drop off. Gas prices start to drop off historically. And luggage gets cheaper. So if you've been needing a new set of luggage, this might be the time to start looking. But do it before the holiday season picks up because the, that holiday travel is a time when uh, luggage is in, in more demand again and the prices are going to go up again. Air conditioners for many parts of the uh, country. August is a very hot month. 
And uh, it can be a time when um, lots of people buy air conditioners because it's such a hot month. But for other parts of the country, uh, this is the time when we start to transition from summer into fall. Maybe you don't need your air conditioner so much anymore. But uh, because air conditioners uh, are not in as high demand in a lot of those parts of the country, uh, the prices tend to start dropping off in uh, August and as you go into the fall. So uh, if you need a new air conditioner, that's an expensive purchase and now might be the time to make it. Again, plan ahead for these things. I'm letting you know now, so maybe you don't need a new air conditioner this year, but maybe you know that your air conditioner is 30 years old and it's going to need to be replaced one of these years. So uh, you don't want to be caught flat-footed when it's 95 degrees and and uh, people are going, 95 degrees, that's cool. Well, I'm in Minnesota where 95 degrees is is hot and uncomfortable, but uh, you don't want to be caught, caught uh, flat-footed uh, with a broken air conditioner when it's really, really hot. Uh, because it's likely that uh, a lot of other people have gotten caught in the same situation and you might not be able to get it replaced as fast as you want it to. So definitely a thing to plan ahead for. There's some produce that's still in season. A lot of uh, produce is is uh, good earlier in the summer or uh, sometimes even in the late spring. But uh, we got things like apples coming up. Uh, apricots or apricots, depending on how you want to say it. Blueberries. I just had blueberries tonight uh, for supper with waffles and it was yummy. Cantaloupe. Figs. Just something I don't buy very often, but uh, maybe you do. And uh, figs are, are uh, in season right now and uh, therefore cheaper. Kiwi. Mangoes. Peaches. Plums. Raspberries, yum. Strawberries, yum. Tomatoes and watermelon. All of those things are in season right now. So uh, that is the best time to buy them because uh, they are better. They taste better and they happen to be cheaper. And uh, you might even consider buying some of that stuff now. And if you're going to use it in a, in a case where uh, it makes sense, like... Uh, um. Like, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe cooking later, like tomatoes in your uh, in your pastas or something. Maybe you want to buy them now and freeze them. Trot them out again later. That can be a really good way to save money. So you may be wondering then, what shouldn't I buy in the month of August? Well, here's a short list. Major appliances. These are the kinds of things that you want to wait until September to buy because Labor Day sales are an excellent time to buy major appliances. So hold off on the major appliance purchases if you can until the Labor Day sales. And again, because I can't repeat this often enough, it's really important to plan ahead. If your washing machine or your dishwasher or your oven or your refrigerator breaks, because it's lived its useful life, um, then you need to buy it. You need to buy a new one, no matter what it costs, right? You don't really have a choice. But uh, if you can plan ahead a little bit, you can save a bunch of money by uh, by uh, making those, 
those purchases during times when they're on sale and Labor Day is one of those times. Mattresses. They're another, uh, another big Labor Day purchase. So uh, we're not that far from Labor Day. Just hold off until mattresses, until mattresses go on sale during Labor Day sales. Um, the latest iPhones. It's not a good time to buy the latest iPhone in August. And the reason why, for those who are iPhone enthusiasts, is pretty obvious. iPhones tend to be released in September. And in fact, uh, it is looking like Apple will be announcing the latest iPhone on September 7th of this year. At least that's the latest rumor that I read. So uh, you want to hold off until the latest iPhones go on sale. And that might be one or two weeks after the announcement on September 7th. So uh, by mid-September or even October, um, the, uh, the, uh, the latest iPhones are going to be on sale. Now, this is an opportunity for you if you don't need the latest iPhone. Because when the iPhone 14 comes out, the iPhone 13 is still going to be pretty great for a lot of people, especially if you've had an iPhone for the last 16 years. 16, I meant six. If you've had an iPhone for the last six years and, and uh, you just want to get a, a new one that's faster, you're going to really appreciate the iPhone 13. And it's going to go on sale at a lower price because the iPhone 14 just came out. So if you don't need the latest and greatest, um, mid-September or early October is a great time to get a great deal on one of the uh, last year's model iPhones. Fall clothing. Of course, everybody's wanting to buy this stuff now uh, as we're going back to school. But uh, the best time to buy fall clothing is in November when we start to get closer to winter. Uh, of course, there may be a, a smaller selection um, things may be on clearance, but again, this is a matter of planning ahead. If you, uh, if you can wait and you can buy it when you don't need it and then hold on to it for later, uh, you can get a good deal. So fall clothing, wait till November. Um, big brand Android phones. Uh, these come out in November too. Um, for similar reasons to the iPhone. So, uh, you know, again, you may want to, uh, you may not want the latest and greatest Android phone, but if you just want a deal on a newer phone, maybe last year's model, November might be the time for that. TVs. November is a good time to buy TVs um, because Black Friday has some of the best deals on TVs. So uh, definitely, uh, you know, think about that. Another time of the year that TVs go on sale is right around uh, right before Super Bowl Sunday. Um, the end of January, the beginning of February, somewhere in there. So, uh, you know, the, if, if you need a new TV, uh, maybe don't go and buy one just at any old time of year. Maybe plan ahead and uh, buy your new TV uh, on Black Friday or... Uh, Sometime, uh, you know, right around the Super Bowl or even right after the Super Bowl when uh, when those things go on clearance. So those are some uh, shopping tips for you.
if you're looking to save money. And one of the things that I encourage you to do, anything, anytime you buy something on sale, you know, if, uh, if they say you saved $20 on a purchase, put that $20 into a savings account. Hold on to it for later. You'll be glad you had it someday. And every little bit helps. Um, now let's talk a little bit about, uh, and I see that it is uh, about 20 minutes in here. So now let's talk a little bit about the change of the seasons and how this affects your budget. If you're like us, summer has been a time when uh, the air conditioner has been running a lot. And if you're also like us here in Minnesota, the deep part of winter starting at the end of November, maybe um, even at the end of October, depending on the year, uh, and going through sometimes April or May, the time when we're running the heat real hard. So during this period of time, at the end of August, um, through the, the first uh, maybe middle part of October, depending on what climate you live in, and this may work uh, differently if you live further south than I do, um, this may be an opportunity for you to open up the windows, get some fresh air into your house, turn off the air conditioner save yourself a bunch of money on your uh, electric bill before you're going to start spending a bunch of money on your heat bill. Take some of those payments that you uh, are, are not missing, but that you're not having to pay and put those into your savings. You'll appreciate having that later on for those things that just come up or those things you've always wanted to do and never felt like you could afford. Um, other things, you know, we, uh, as I said earlier, we, we like to go on vacations during the summer. We like to go out and do stuff. We spend a lot of money on, uh, on fun stuff during the summer. Um, it might be that right now your family is in kind of a lull. Maybe everybody's going back to school. You've started to get into a routine around uh, going to school, going to work, uh, coming home at night sitting around the table playing board games or watching TV or whatever. Maybe you're not quite doing as much outside of the house as you were in the summer. This can also be a way to cut your, uh, cut your expenses down at least for a little bit and take some of that extra money that you're saving by not spending it on that stuff and uh, putting it into savings so that you have it later on. You can spend it on that fun stuff next year or you won't have to wait too long before the holidays start coming up and uh, you're going to start to think about cooking for people, getting the house ready for guests, buying people presents. Um, the holidays are a pretty expensive time, especially uh, from Thanksgiving through uh, New Year's. So during this lull, as summer winds down and before the holidays wind up, Putting a little extra away is uh, something that can be really valuable to you. Um, this might be a time also where uh, you are uh, thinking about uh, the way that you cook a little bit differently. Uh, maybe when you're on vacation, you're ordering out or you're eating out at a lot of restaurants. 
Now you're spending more time cooking at home. And uh, this really can be a time when, uh, when you can save money and you can also start planning ahead. Um, again, buying the seasonal produce, we talked about that earlier, that can, can uh, really save you money. If you, um, if you can buy some things ahead of time and uh, plan ahead to use them later, if you have access to a freezer, for example, uh, maybe you buy a ham at Easter time and maybe you want to trot that out um, this time of year and uh, use it as a part of a family meal in, uh, in, in uh, the pre-Thanksgiving time frame or uh, you know, maybe even you do uh, turkey for Thanksgiving and ham for Christmas. So uh, putting some of that stuff away, it'll freeze, it'll stay good for six months or a year sometimes, and uh, you can really uh, cut down on your expenses by doing that kind of thing. So uh, I, I encourage you to think hard, and, and I'm going to open it up here for your ideas on this, to think hard about how these seasonal changes can be an opportunity for you to uh, set aside a little bit of extra money because that little extra bunny is going to uh, is going to be something that you're going to be glad to have later on, whether you use it um, to pay for holiday items so that you're not feeling so tight during the holidays or to wait until next summer's vacation so that you don't have to uh, feel so tight while you're on vacation about uh, about what you do or what you eat or what you drink. Um, and then there's always the possibility that uh, something could just happen. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, uh, but there are things that just come up that are expensive and uh, it's good to have a little bit extra money to set aside. So when we are feeling like we are having trouble making ends meet, these seasonal changes can be a way for us to uh, to find a way to put a little bit extra into savings, and that savings can make it easier to make ends meet further down the road. Mo, I'm going to turn it over to you now. I'm going to open it up for comments and questions. I'm I'm um, I'm particularly looking for people's ideas about what they like to buy. Uh, at a discount during this time of year when things are on sale, and also the kinds of things that you do to uh, maybe find a, a little bit of extra money to save or or even why you save it um, during this seasonal change from summer into fall. We do not have any hands yet. All right. And I know uh, Eugene has a, a fun financial tip that he gave earlier today, so he should get his hand raised. <laughs> hey, Eugene, uh, go ahead and go ahead and you're, do you want to? Um, I, I know we play the recording at the beginning, but uh, do you want to just reiterate? Uh, oh, Marissa has raised. Oh, her hi, hand. hi there. Uh, never mind then. Marissa, <laughs> how are you? Go ahead. Hello. Thank you so much for um, taking my questions. This is my first time at Financial Sense, and I am. Uh, going to be uh, coming um, again next month and hopefully a long time after that. But um, one thing that I do um, to save to save money is I am one of those people that like to try a lot of different things, um, ranging from uh, uh, fruits, vegetables, 
uh, cookies, um, things like that. I like to, you know, give a brand a try so that I can form my own opinion. So what I do is um, I use Shipped, for example, to get uh, my um, delivery from a, a local store here. And when I shop, I try to look for things that are on sale, for things that I've either tried and liked or things that are on sale and there's a coupon for something that I would like to try. So that helps me to save um, money. Ship is good about letting me know. Um, uh, Ship the app is good about letting me know uh, what items are on sale, whether those that I have bought previously or uh, generally speaking, it shows me deals. And I have also found out that coupons, using coupons for certain items um, helps me save money as well. Hey, thanks, Marissa. I really appreciate you being here. I'm, I'm glad you're here and, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. Those are great tips. Um, you prompted something that I, I found while I was researching this topic. And uh, unfortunately, we missed it this year, but uh, I'm going to bring it up anyway, because you were talking about cookies. August 4th was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. So one of the things that you can find deals on at around that time are chocolate chip cookies. And I was so sad that I missed that because I didn't know that until today. And uh, now I will put that on my calendar for next year, August 4th, everybody, National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Feel free to raise your hand. Mo, do we have any more raised hands or do you want to give everybody a reminder of how to go about doing that? We do not have any hands raised at the moment. Oh, there's Eugene. Hi, Eugene. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing all right. When you were talking about school supplies, uh, the little thing we did you have to be careful because uh, in Florida here, they'll put up on the uh, internet what uh, on the web pages what the kids need for each grade. But then you find out once you get to school and everything, the teachers got their own list of what they want, and it doesn't correspond and match. Right. Sometimes you end up buying stuff that you don't need. Uh, I do notice that we went. Uh, I had to help my son get stuff for three kids going to school, and uh, you go to Walmart and buy folders, the three-prong folders, you can get them cheaper at public supermarket. Mm. Uh, you know, so it pays to shop around. Uh, stay away from places like Office Depot or uh, Staples because they're more expensive. Um, but you got to get there ahead of time and get it because uh, they will pick over the uh, stuff real good. <clears throat> what I was talking about earlier is uh, investment, uh, I-bonds. They're federally insured bonds. Right now, they're at a 9.6%. You can invest as little as $25, as much as $10,000, but you have to keep it in there for a year. Uh, and it's all done over the computer. So it's not something you want to try to venture on your own. You might want to get a CPA or somebody uh, that's real good to help you. Uh, and it does take about four months to get it completely set up. Uh, but, you know, you figure if you invest $10,000 one year, that's $960 interest. And you can't get 
through CDs now because uh, CDs aren't paying anything at all. And your savings accounts definitely don't pay anything. You're absolutely right, Eugene. Thanks for that tip. I-bonds are, uh, are really good. Does it really take four months to get those set up, though? Yeah, it takes about four months to get it set up. It's not a simple process. Uh, another good saving tip, I, I use Bank of America, and they have rewards cards. Uh, and I pay all my bills and everything using my charge card, and I get a uh, percentage back. So every year I get $600 that's tax-free. Uh, put into my account. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. You, you can't get that much in savings either. Yeah, that's true. Uh, those are really good tips. Thank you, Eugene. I, I okay. appreciate all those. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, we're, we're taking raised hands. Anyone who wants to uh, share their savings tips, it is the time when uh, we're uh, our kids or maybe ourselves are going back to school. Uh, so a lot of back to school kinds of things are on sale. There's clearance sales for things that uh, people are not needing anymore. You know, those summer things that people don't need as much of in the fall. Um, and uh, there's uh, there's all kinds of opportunities for saving just because our lifestyle changes at this time of year too. So uh, uh, Diana, go ahead. Um, yeah, I, one thing that I do is, um, I'm unable to mow my own yard. So mm -hmm. I have someone that mows my yard for me weekly. And so here, uh, I live in Oklahoma here. We're getting hopeful, hopefully if the heat goes away, <laughs> we're getting near the end of uh, lawn mowing season. And so then maybe like for the next three months or something might be a good time to save that money up <sighs> monthly towards to go towards the heating bills like december january february and on um so that's just kind of a because that's a little chunk of change each month paying for your yard getting mowed every week so do you get just much um that's a great one do you get much snow in oklahoma we get a we get some but i'd say what's more prevalent over here is ice okay which i'd rather have the snow than the ice because the ice is scary and slippery and all that yeah. stuff but yeah, but even that, you know, not, you know, we get a little bad storm here, you know, maybe two or three times a year, but it's nothing like they have in other, you know, other air parts of the country and stuff. So, like I did, you, I think you said Michigan. Is that where you, you live? I live in Minnesota. So we have oh. lawn mowing season and then uh, a little bit of break during the fall. And then we go into like, uh, I have somebody that, that plows my driveway and that's pretty pricey too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get big snows and all that kind of stuff up there, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But anyway, that was just a little tip I had down here in Oklahoma. So, well, thank so you so much. You have to get mow your own yard. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, thank you. I didn't think of that one. So, thank you so much, Diana, for being here. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Sure. Uh, anyone else want to raise their hand and uh, share their tip? These are uh, some really good ones here. Uh, a lot of a lot of people on the call. A lot of uh, good information. And uh, we can always remind people of how to go about raising their hands too. Uh, uh, I I know that the recording plays at the beginning of the call, uh, but uh, if you're like me, you're forgetful. So Mo, do you want to go through that? real quick the commands. i was just making sure we didn't have anybody go up while i was paying attention to what diana was saying 
<laughs> um, if you want to raise your hand, it is a toggle and you want to hit alt Y or uh, options Y it's in the more option on an app or star nine. Okay. So that's how you raise your hand. And uh, again, we're, we're talking about uh, how to save uh, by taking advantage of back to school and also by taking advantage of, of the change in seasons. Uh, and I, I love uh, what Diana had to say, because that's uh, definitely the kind of thing that I was thinking of um, that, uh, you know, where, where maybe you're not mowing your lawn, maybe you're not watering as much if you're a gardener or, or you just, uh, you know, have a lawn to take care of and any of those, those things where, uh, Hey, uh, you know, it's, it's great. I don't have to make this payment for two or three months here. Um, you know, if, if you have the opportunity to pay yourself during that time, that can really add up and it can add up fast. Uh, if you can just uh, sort of mechanically go and, uh, and and put that stuff away, um, maybe in I bonds, like uh, Eugene was talking about, uh, it's 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 too bad that they're not uh, simpler to set up because uh, investing some of that money that you might be able to put away now um, could uh, could make it grow uh, grow faster than just a, a regular old savings account. And, uh, um, you know, that, that makes that, uh, uh, those little, little, uh, uh, contributions add up even more without you even having to think about it. I, I did want to address something Eugene said, um, he mentioned that, um, that, uh, you, you can't earn hardly anything uh, in terms of interest from a savings account. And it's certainly true because uh, you're not going to be able to earn uh, the kinds of interest that you are going to be able to earn on I-bonds. However, I did read this week that uh, a number of high-yield savings accounts are now uh, returning more than 2% interest because of the uh, the recent uh, interest rate uh, raising that's being uh, that's been uh, done by the Federal Reserve. So uh, if the Fed continues to raise interest rates in an effort to try and keep inflation um, under control or get inflation under control rather, um, then uh, even a, a savings account may not be a terrible place to park your money. Uh, but uh, I, I totally agree with Eugene, uh, you know, nine nine 9.6% interest is, is uh uh, something you you know, really wouldn't want to pass up if you can possibly avoid it, because um, it's it's kind of guaranteed. You know, it's about uh, you you can't you you can't guarantee that interest rate in the stock market, but you can uh, you can guarantee it in a in a bond like that. Eugene has his hand raised again. Uh, go ahead, Eugene. Yeah, that interest rate every March uh, when they readjust the uh, cost of living and everything—that's when that changes too. So. It'll be at 9.6 until March, and then it depends upon what they do with that. March is what it'll be at for the next year. Yeah, yeah, it could drop. Um, we we almost hope that it will because uh, it, it is so high because of inflation um, right now. So it's a, you know, it's a good thing for savings, but uh, inflation isn't a good thing for, for us uh, economically um, as a whole. 
especially for long periods of time. Um, but there's positive parts of it. Um, for example, uh, not only is the uh, interest rate on an I-bond 9.6%, um, but uh, it is likely that uh, those of us who are receiving social security benefits are going to get a very, a very large cost of living adjustment um, coming up. Also, um, the thinking is that that may be uh, above 9% as well. So we'll just have to see that gets announced in October. Um, we'll have to see uh, how that turns out. As long as they don't take it in the Medicare costs. Uh, uh, interesting. Um, uh, talk more about that. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, we got, uh, I think it was, I forget how much it was, more raised per month. But when they figured out what my Medicare was, uh, it took it all. So I didn't really get anything. So so your premium went up on yeah. your Medicare and, and so that yeah. they took away the cost of living adjustment. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. That's uh that is uh that's a, a downside. Um with the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act, um, one of the things that that is supposed to allow Medicare to do is is negotiate the cost of prescription drugs. Um, and uh, that may take a few years before the those negotiations actually bear fruit. But uh, um, there is a possibility that that could help with maybe not with the premiums, but uh, Possibly the premiums, because uh, you know some some drugs are are, are covered uh, that way, but uh, also with uh, uh, Medicare Part uh, Part D um, prescription drug coverage, that that may may turn out to be cheaper. Uh, again, that could be that could be uh, two or three years before we actually start to see the positive effects of that, though. So so we just won't know. Anyone else uh, want to raise your hand? And uh, um, I'll open it up at this point. We're still talking about uh, ways to save uh, with the seasons changing, you know, back to school and, and summer to fall. But uh, I certainly uh, am open to answering any questions you might have or uh, uh, talking about any other topics you uh, might have in the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes here before we wrap up the call. We do have a hand. It is a phone number 505. I believe it was 505. Yes. This is Beth from I New Mexico. I think that's Beth. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Yeah, Hi, it Beth. is. Hi. I haven't heard from you in a couple months. How have you been? Oh, I know. <laughs> I, um, I've been pretty good. Can you say your phone number again at the last part of the call? I wanted to ask you also. Do you think this Inflation Reduction Act is a good thing? Um, I, I think, um, I think that it is is trying to do good. Um, I don't have, you know, we 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 don't have a crystal ball, so we can't predict the future. And sometimes the things that we do, thinking that they're going to be good. Uh, don't turn out as good as we think. Um, as an example, uh, some of the actions that the government took to help out during the pandemic, um, people believe now maybe are contributing to the inflation that we're experiencing. Um, 
But let's talk about parts of the Inflation Reduction Act because um, because there's I, I think I have stronger opinions on parts than on it on it as a whole. I think it's very I, good. I kind of do too. That's why I asked you. For instance, I don't believe in all the climate change stuff. Um, well, we can agree to disagree there, but because I do believe in it, but uh, um, I believe that that um, there absolutely should be negotiations on the prices of prescription drugs. Um, yeah, you know, the government shouldn't shouldn't be forced to pay higher prices than they have to. They should be able to say, just like an insurance company would or a hospital, they should be able to say, look, we we buy a lot of these things. We want to pay a lower price for them. And uh, one of the reasons why I believe that that those prices are as high as they are, and this affects seniors more than most, is that the government couldn't do that. They basically had to pay whatever the companies charged them. And, and uh, you know, if, if you don't have, if you can't bargain at all, um, and you're basically forced to pay, then uh, of course costs, uh, that's not going to drive costs down. It's going to drive them up. Um, there's other things that, that you know, we, we, we can, uh, let's not even debate the, uh, the merits of climate change or not. Um, but uh, there are uh, some tax credits for people who want to buy um, electric vehicles. Um, electric vehicles, especially when gas prices were as high as uh, they were in uh, in the summer, um, were something that a lot of lower income families were looking at real hard and wondering if they could afford because that they were having so much trouble affording the gas. Uh, now, electricity is is not free either, so it's not as if you uh, are saving uh, um, all of your money by switching to an electric vehicle, but as gas prices rise, there may be a point where electricity is cheaper than gas, and uh, so being able to, to make electric vehicles affordable for people with lower incomes, I think is a good thing. Um, the the tax credits I'm talking about are only available to people with lower incomes, and they're only available for um, more affordable cars. So you couldn't buy a hundred thousand dollar Tesla, for example, with a uh, uh, and, and still get a tax credit. And what I think that this is likely to do is it's likely to light a fire under those electric vehicle manufacturers to figure out how to get more lower priced electric cars out on the market. And um, so not only are people going to be able to take care, take uh, uh, advantage of those tax credits, but uh, it's going to drive the prices of those kinds of vehicles down. Um, and, and again, you know, if, if people can afford them, then uh, there may be a point where they end up saving uh, money because they're charging up their car's battery rather than having to fill it up with gas if gas gets more and more expensive. So, uh, yeah, I think there's but some good the things. batteries be expensive too? That's what I've heard, that the the batteries to, to those cars will be very expensive and very uh, costly to get rid of. They're expensive to replace and they are costly to get rid of. Um, that is not uh, that that is definitely a downside of of electric vehicles. There are uh, recycling programs 
uh, for recycling the batteries or recycling the, the materials that make up the batteries. And there are also, um, you know, that this is uh, battery technology is always improving. Um, so there are, are a lot of efforts underway to make batteries less expensive, uh, able to charge faster, um, able to last longer before they have to be replaced. Um, and uh, uh, so, you know, it's it, nothing's perfect. That's the thing. Nothing's perfect. If, if you uh, if you run a car off of gas, it does pump uh, bad things into the air. And we know that because if you sit in a closed up garage with uh, a car that is running, it will kill you. Um, so, you know, it's it's up to you to decide if you're driving or if you have a family member that, that you're helping to uh, to fund their their transportation, it's up to you to decide whether gas or a battery is worse. Um, I, uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't feel that it's my place to uh, make a judgment call on that. Um, I do think that uh, it is uh, a good thing uh, whenever uh, vehicles are, are more affordable for people uh, both to buy and to run because those vehicles um, contribute so much to our lives, whether we drive or not. Um, an Uber driver that is paying $5 a gallon for gas and is maybe making, if he's lucky, $15 an hour driving people around um, is uh, is not making a lot of money at all because he's spending a, a lot of it on gas. So if he is able to, to operate his car more cheaply um, then he can make a living driving us around. And uh, that means that there are more drivers on the road. And even though it may not make our, uh, our transportation costs um, any cheaper in, in the short run, it means that we can get places quicker and more conveniently. So there's, uh, there's lots of good things um, that, that could happen out of some of these things. But honestly, Beth, it it really remains to be seen, and we probably won't know whether the Inflation Reduction Act was good or bad for a good five or 10 years from now. And that's the way it is with most laws that get passed. All right, who else we got? Thank you. We do not have any hands. Okay. And we have about 10 minutes left. All right. Well, um, Beth asked me to uh, give out the phone number, so I will certainly do that. Um, and, uh, um, and and all of the other pertinent contact information. So uh, the call is sponsored by Penny Forward. I am the president and CEO of Penny Forward. And as I said at the beginning of the call, Penny Forward is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to help people who are blind navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. If you would like to reach us, you can do that by email at chris at pennyforward.com. That is C-H-R-I-S at pennyforward.com or pennyforward at pennyforward.com. That is an email address that used to go just to me. Now it goes to uh, um, a larger group uh, within our team. So uh, it may be me that's uh, answering it, or it may be somebody else uh, in the future. 
You can also call our 800 number, which is 888-332-5558. That number again is 888-332-5558. And you can find that contact information as well as a bunch of free and uh, very inexpensive stuff by visiting our website at pennyforward.com where you'll find things like the Penny Forward podcast where we are currently uh, featuring the APH Connect Center. Uh, The American Printing House for the Blind is a 158-year-old organization that's done just a ton of great stuff to uh, promote the education of blind children and adults. And uh, we have gotten the chance to interview three people, Leslie Weilbacher, Richard Ruida, and Katie Frederick from the APH Connect Center. And uh, part one of that interview is up on the podcast right now. And part two will be coming out Uh, this coming Tuesday, or if you are a member of Penny Forward and you have access to to early access episodes of the podcast, um, then uh, you'll be able to get access to it on Sunday. Um, Beth, would you do me a favor and mute yourself, please? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, So uh, following that, in a couple of weeks, we will be uh, um, we will be interviewing Kane Brolin. Kane is a certified financial planner who is blind, and also a chartered special needs consultant. And uh, he is coming on the podcast to talk about investing in general, and uh, also um, ESG investing in particular. That stands for uh, environmental social and governance. So if you want to invest your money uh, into companies that are doing uh, good for the world, for the environment, for social causes, um, he's going to talk about how you can do that and and uh, how you can uh, not lose your shirt. Um, and Kane is, a, is a, a real neat guy and we're glad to have him um, as a part of the Penny Forward team. We'll also be talking with Katie Metz, from the Financial Resilience Center. They're uh, an arm of the National Disability Institute. Kind of like Penny Forward, they are uh, helping people with disabilities uh, be resilient against those things that just come up. And uh, so they, uh, like us, are teaching a lot about budgeting, a lot about saving, a lot about investing, And uh, we'll be talking with Katie about uh, the things that the Financial Resilience Center has to offer um, on a future episode of the Penny Forward podcast. Um, I will be uh, appearing at uh, the No Barriers Summit at the end of August. Uh, I will be there for one day. We'll be talking about ABLE accounts. Um, And uh, you can... Find out more on pennyforward.com uh, about uh, that presentation when it occurs. I will also be, if you are in the state of Iowa, I will be at the 
Iowa Council of the United Blinds uh, State Convention on August 27th. So uh, if you're in Iowa or you're going to happen or you happen to be at that convention, I would love to meet up with you in person. Um, and uh, I, I just hope all my flights work out because uh, the airlines have been funny lately, but, uh, but we'll see how that goes. So those are some things that uh, are coming up uh, where you can hear more from me if you want to. Uh, I'm going to give out the contact information one more time, just in case you missed it before. The email address is chris at pennyforward.com. That's C-H-R-I-S at P-E-N-N-Y-F-O-R-W-A-R-D.com. And the phone number is 888-332-5558. Again, that's 888-332-5558. And if you have a computer and are able to find it, you can find uh, all of that content. Uh, con uh, contact information on our website along with a whole bunch of other great stuff uh, which is pennyforward.com like to thank Joe Green for streaming us on ACB Media uh, and Mo Carpenter for uh, hosting the call this evening uh, I appreciate you both uh, taking time out of your day to make this call possible and uh, just in general I'd like to thank ACB and um, and uh, Cindy Hollis and her team in the uh, membership uh, uh, services area that have set up these great ACB community events um, that make it possible for us to do things like this and uh, you know some some serious things and some fun things. But uh, it's a great way for for all of us to learn more about uh, um, the things that are going on in the blind community. So uh, um, finally, if you really enjoy these calls and you want to get reminded about them by me personally, send me an email at chris at pennyforward.com and I will add you to a reminders list so that I will drop you an email uh, on the day of the call every third Thursday of the month. And uh, you'll, you'll know uh, how to join the, uh, the Zoom call and you'll also know a little bit about what we're going to be uh, talking about uh, during this month's call. So again, Chris at pennyforward.com. And uh, it is about 28 minutes after. It's getting very, very close to 29 minutes after. So uh, um, I don't know what is going on on the ACB media, media schedule, but I did want to be mindful of Mo's schedule because she has something going on right after this that she needs to leave for. So I wanted to make sure that we ended the call on time. So uh, here we are. I think it's time to wrap it up for the evening. So thank you again and good night.